0: Hello and welcome to the Revolution 22 podcast. My name is Shelby Lewis, and I'm the director of kids ministry here at Rev. This week's podcast is from a family service where we gather as a church family, including the kids and worship the Lord together. So grab your family, your kids and your cup of coffee and join us in learning from God's word. Good morning. Uh, no, I don't want to use a podium. I've never done it well. Yeah, I just, I did You want to hold this for me, Lance? Could you just follow me around? That would be awesome. Well, hello. Is anybody warm? Okay. All right. You feeling good? We had a good weekend. Yeah. Have you? Has it been? I, I was. I was uh, not here for uh, the bulk of it. Actually, I just got here today. Uh, but uh, has it been cold? Yeah. All right, well, snuggle up, stay warm. I wonder if you've had a chance to unwind a little bit. Some of you feeling relaxed out here? Yeah, had some fun? There's something about being out in God's creation, isn't there? It allows us to just kind of unwind a bit, pause and rest. And on this Father's Day, as I was thinking about how can we reflect on God the Father's love I began to think about the life that our Father calls us to live in Him. And so on this Father's Day morning, I want to remind you, first of all, that God the Father loves you immensely and invites you to enjoy a deep and enduring soul rest in Him. Not only in an environment like this, But yes, even as you return to what may be a more stressful set of rhythms that can tempt us to become anxious and ultimately rob us of the soul rest, the flourishing that God invites us to enjoy in His presence. And so really briefly this morning, I want to show you how to walk in God's peace, how He invites us to walk in His peace regardless of our surroundings, regardless of our circumstances. And we'll see today that we do that by actively celebrating God's sovereign goodness toward us in Christ. Because it turns out this is the cure for anxiety and the source of hope that brings us an enduring joy so that we can flourish in Him regardless of our circumstances. But before I do that, I just want to acknowledge that I know that some of you are actually in the midst of some real difficulties. I know that some of you are going to be returning to some real pain. Maybe it's family pain, medical pain, financial pain. I get that. And I don't want to be trite this morning, nor do I want to pretend that I don't ever feel anxious. I do. And so I have to practice what I'm preaching this morning. But my goal today is to simply encourage you based on the authority of God's Word, that no matter what you may be facing today or what you're facing when you return home, God the Father invites you to rest and flourish in Him, even in the midst of your circumstances, whatever they are, by focusing on Him more than you focus on your circumstances. And the Apostle Paul shows us how to do this in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. I think you have that somewhere in notes or maybe in a Bible or on a phone. I think you can probably find it. Would you turn there with me? This is a familiar passage, I imagine, but it's one that I find myself returning to often. Begins with this word, rejoice. What's the core word? What's the root word in rejoice? Joice. Okay, I helped you out there. It's Joy. Rejoice, have joy in the Lord. That is, in the Lord Jesus Christ who reveals and embodies God the Father's covenant love toward us who are His. Compelling us, Paul says, to rejoice in Him always. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul says. Again, I will say, rejoice. Remembering that joy is different than happiness because happiness depends on what is happening. Whereas joy, biblical joy, is a settled attitude of the heart that cries out, it is well with my soul because I am in him, which means that I am his. And as Paul says at the end of verse 5, he is near to me. Which is to say, he is with me now and will soon come. He will soon return to take me into the fullness of his presence. Where only rightness dwells. And this, Paul says, should compel us to rejoice in him always. Even when our circumstances aren't happy ones even when things aren't going as we hope they would or even think that they should, even in the midst of suffering, how many of you know we can experience joy if joy is a wellness of soul? Understanding that biblical joy, unlike worldly happiness, doesn't depend on our circumstances but on our connection to the one in whom we live and move and have our being. And Paul is saying that the more we find our identity and life in him, the more this joy will fill our hearts and transform our lives. Specifically, look at verse 5. It says, the more that we find ourselves joyful in Him, the more, that, more this joy fills our hearts, the more our lives will be characterized by gentleness, or this word can be translated reasonableness. Attitudes that flow from a Christ-centered hope revealed in an unagitated calmness of soul that doesn't panic in the midst of Trials, that doesn't need to control every situation, that doesn't rage when things don't go our way. Why? Because our hope isn't in our circumstances. Do you know that's true? Our hope isn't in what's happening around us. Our hope is in the sovereign good God who is nearer to us than our very breath and will soon take us into fullness of his presence where only goodness dwells. This is why Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 6, no matter what your circumstances may be screaming at you, and they scream, don't they? Some louder than others. He says, you don't need to be anxious. That is consumed by worry. You don't need to be anxious about anything. And does he really say anything here, that's kind of a high calling, don't you think? If you feel like this is a high calling for you, I do. But I consider that Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 that these Philippians who he's writing to here were enduring a severe trial of persecution that had left them in abject poverty for following Christ. Maybe this is why a chapter earlier in Philippians, Paul says that he too had lost everything to follow Jesus but that in him he had found a deep and enduring joy that eclipsed the suffering he endured in order to follow him. And now Paul commands the Philippians, even as he commands us, and it is a command to enter this joy. I like commands like that. Be joyful. Flourish. That's the command, regardless of our suffering. Do not be anxious about anything, he says in verse 6. Then look what he says. But in every situation, what counts is every, even the ones we don't like, even the ones we wish would go away, even the ones we think are unfair, even when it's 45 degrees and it should be 80, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Paul says, present your request to God. And as we do this, here comes the promise. This is the good part. The peace of God. Doesn't that feel good just to even hear wash over you? The peace of God that transcends all understanding because it contradicts our circumstances will guard your hearts and your minds from slipping into anxiety as you find your identity and hope in him. Now, a little process check. As you hear these words of God, and I believe these are God's words. I believe that we're speaking the very authority of God's word. You might, though, hear these words and be tempted to think that God is in calling you to be joyful, to rejoice in all circumstances, to, to, to enjoy his rest in the midst of all things. You might be tempted to think God is calling you to simply endure hard times or to stay positive. Come on, y'all, just kind of put on a happy face in the midst of difficult circumstances. Or you might even be thinking that the Christian life, because of a command like this, means pretending that hard things don't happen. You ever felt that pressure? Oh, I'm okay. How are you doing? Good, but inside you're dying? Maybe you you feel that that you're supposed to pretend that you aren't really suffering if you're a Christian. No, I assure you that both Paul and the Philippians were suffering greatly for following Jesus. And you know what? You and I are going to suffer in a fallen world. Either because we're followers of Jesus or simply because we live in a fallen world that is broken filled with brokenness, we will suffer. We will experience trials because neither we nor our world are what they were meant to be and we won't be until he returns. Even so, I love this. God invites us, calls us, commands us, even in the midst of difficulty, to rejoice by focusing on him, on who he is and who we are in Him more than we focus on our circumstances because it turns out that actively celebrating God's sovereign goodness toward us in Christ is the cure for anxiety. And it is the source of joy that that, that transcends our circumstances and allows us to flourish in Him, enjoy that soul rest that only He can give every moment of our lives regardless of our circumstances. And Paul explains how this works in verse 6. Go back there for a moment, where he says, Don't be anxious about anything. But in every circumstance, he says, As you cry out to God with prayers and petitions, asking Him to meet your needs and relieve your suffering, and yes, it's okay to do that. In fact, God invites us to pray honestly and openly before him. Don't you love that? He says, let your requests be made known to God. I love this passage. I can just pray whatever I want and let God sort it out. Let your requests, whatever they are, be made known to God. He invites us to, to be honest and open with him, to lay our hearts out before him, to tell him what we desire, even as we trust him to accomplish his perfect will in and through us, through his glory, or for his glory and our best. Which is why he calls us to lay a request before him with thanksgiving. Now don't miss those two words. Those two words, with thanksgiving, are the key to this entire passage. But exactly what are we to thank God for as we cry out to him in the midst of trials, in the midst of difficulty? Are we thanking Him for the suffering? Well, not exactly. Are we thanking Him because He promises to give us whatever we ask for in that moment? No, because He doesn't promise that. God is calling us to thank Him in the midst of difficulty because we know that whether or not He grants us a specific request in a specific circumstance, He always gives us what we need and ultimately long for most when we come to Him. What is it? Deeper fellowship. With him, the sovereign God who has proven his good intentions toward us in his son, Jesus Christ, and who promises in Romans 8.28 that he will use even this, whatever the this is, to accomplish the capital G of his glory for our best. Amen. Which is why we can always say, it is well with me. It is well with my soul because my wellness, my okayness, my peace doesn't come from what's happening around me. It comes from the fact that I am in him, that he is in me, that he is with me, and he is coming again to make all things new. And the more we live in this reality, Paul says, the more the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Lance, did you just break your chair? Did you just fall right through that thing? That is really distracting. Yeah, okay. I'm totally thrown off now. We're going to close in prayer, apparently. Dude, your rear end is almost touching the ground. That's just so impressive. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Lance, for completely derailing everything. How you feeling in that circumstance? Got some joy? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> well, with that, I close. Um, now, let me, let me close this way. That this, this great promise is that regardless of what we're facing, we don't just endure, we can actually rejoice. We can actually enjoy. We can actually rest. We can ex- actually experience soul rest and peace with God, flourishing in Him because we're in Him. And He promises to use even this to accomplish His good purposes in us. But as I close, I, I, I don't want you to miss the important part here. The promise of God's peace. (laughs) Wow, now they're going down in the front. (laughs) Come on. Kyle, control your kids, man. (laughs) Oh, you knocked him over on purpose. I see. Okay. Do you mind if I preach now? Is that going to be a problem? All right. Kyle, it's like a a mosh pit up here. (laughs) It's crazy. All right. I want you to notice, and I really am going to try to close now. That we enjoy the peace of God, this deep soul rest, regardless of our circumstances, only by actively celebrating God's sovereign goodness. That's that whole thanking Him, that we, we lay a request out before Him with thanksgiving. And so the key to peace, the key to soul rest, the key to flourishing in Him is to actively celebrate God's sovereign goodness with thanksgiving for who He is, for who we are in Him, because this is the cure for anxiety. This is the source of unending joy that transcends our circumstances so that we can flourish in Him every moment of our lives. Now, how many of you are going home today? Okay, how many of you are going home tomorrow? How many of you aren't sure what day it is? All right. That's good. Some of those may, those questions may work together. Well, you're going to go home sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours. And my guess is that if you're already thinking about going home, you may already be feeling some pressure about what awaits you there. You're, see? Your mind may already be spinning on the things you have to do, the things you're going to face. And so what I want to do with you and for you this morning is to give you the gift Of joy. I want to invite you to set yourself up for a joyful re entry into the real world, so to speak, by standing with me even now and choosing to actively celebrate God's sovereign goodness towards you in Christ. The fact that He has called you, that He has made you His, that He's at work in your life, that He's with you, and that He will use all the circumstances He brings into your life to accomplish His good purposes for His glory and your best. Would you stand with me? Let's pray together. Let's agree with God about what he says is true, and trust him to fill us with that peace that only he can give. Would you pray with me? God, thank you that you are here with us. Thank you that by your spirit you live in us, Thank you that you are absolutely sovereign and complete control over every detail and every aspect of every realm. Thank you that you are good, that you have proven you're good to us in your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the promise that you are near to us now and you are near to us very soon, Lord Jesus, you'll bring us into that, that perfect presence into your perfect presence where only rightness dwells. And because you're with us, because you have proven your goodness to us, because we know you're working in and through every circumstance you bring into our lives, and one day you will complete this work you've begun in us, we praise you and we thank you, even as we lay our concerns before you. Now go ahead and just lay your request before God. Let's obey God. He says, present your request before him, but ever quietly on your own heart. What do you need to declare to God? What are you trusting him for as you head home? What's something you're stressed about? Just lay it out before him quietly. Father, we lay out all the things that can cause us anxiety, all our concerns, all the things that nip at us and threaten to take us out of the peace you offer. We lay these things before you, and we do so with thanksgiving that you know, that you care, that you see us, that you're at work in us, and that there isn't one wasted difficulty, trial, or circumstance in our lives. And so as we find our life and our hope in you, we thank you for who you are, the sovereign good God, and you've proven your goodness toward us. We rest in your goodness today. We rest in your sovereignty today. We thank you that you are good and in control. And we ask you now to fill us with your peace. Help us to live at peace and in peace with you for your glory and our best. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit revolution22.org. We encourage you to continue to gather with other believers. And may this message inspire you to love God and love others.